The yeas are 49, the nays are 51. The motion is not agreed to. Joan Ears violates her oath, and it's finally the Iowa caucus. What a week. I'm Matt Sinovic, the executive director of Progress Iowa. And I'm Lauren McElmeel, the digital director for Progress Iowa. Welcome to What a Week, where we break down the week's top stories. We are, um, we are live at the Rapid Response Center in the Iowa Event Center. Progress Iowa has set up a base of operations uh, leading up to the caucus in the same building as the, as the press file for the, for the entire caucus. That means we're here with about 1,200 reporters from all, over the, from all over the country and the world who are here to cover the caucus. We're hosting events um, from a number of progressive organizations, um, like one of our guests today, Sue Dinsdale, with Iowa Citizen Action Network and Tax March Iowa. Uh, among many other groups and activities that Sue does. Um, but first, we're going to talk about Senator Joni Ernst and the impeachment trial um, or sham trial that is going on this week still. We're recording on Friday, at the end of the day on Friday. So Ernst and Grassley voted uh, not to have witnesses in, in, in the impeachment trial, which is just a travesty. Um, I don't know that anyone who even has a basic understanding of how our justice system works, could understand how a trial could not have witnesses and evidence, but that is where we are at right now. Can uh, imagine, Lauren, I mean, Can yeah. you imagine if like, like a, a normal day, like criminal trial happened and all of the jurors got a vote on whether or not they wanted to hear the evidence be presented before them and they voted no, like that's not a trial. That's just a bunch of people going into a room possibly having donuts and just saying, I'm done. And if I can interject, producer Greg here. This is all while you have someone standing outside the courtroom saying, hey, I saw something. I was there. I was there. With John Bolton's manuscript leaking out drip by drip, uh, there's really absolutely, there's no reason not to hear from him under oath. Uh, and he then he, there's would, not, he would and, speak under a subpoena. Yeah. yeah. And there's not, there's no reason not to hear from him. I also want to throw out, like, there's a lot of maybe uh, love being thrown John Bolton's way. His book is moving up the bestseller list. Great, but I mean, screw John Bolton. He Steal could, that book. like, he could have been, he could have been out here month, he could have been out here months ago, talking about this, that that uh, he, because he knew what happened and he didn't, and so to wait until literally the last possible minute to be making this public. I mean, I, I, and it's, it's good that it's coming out, but it is really unfortunate that, that, was, that this wasn't out months ago or that he didn't say that he would uh, uh, comply with a subpoena when the House wanted him to, to, to be a witness because that's how we got here. The House wanted to call him as a witness. They, they wanted to subpoena him, but then the Trump administration, and, and, and I, I believe Bolton was silent, but at a, at a minimum he was silent, if not saying that he wouldn't do it. But His mustache has a million words, though. That's right. Yeah, but they, that subpoena would not have worked because they would have challenged it and it would have drug out in a court battle, and so they didn't do it because they wanted the trial to move forward. Now that they're in the Senate, he says that he would comply with a subpoena and they're not going to do it. So if he would have said this two months ago, we would be in a very different place right now. It is, it is incredibly unfortunate, and, and, and I hope that we find out what happened in that meeting with him and Rudy Giuliani and, 
and the White House counsel, who I'm not remembering their name, and Trump. But anyway, so. Well, yeah, I'm not 100% sure we'd be in a different place because I do not see the Republicans in the United States Senate, particularly our two Republicans here in Iowa, that will stand against the president, no matter what happens. I do not know what has happened in the I, Senate. I agree, with, I agree with that. Like the eventual result might have been the same, but we would have at least had Bolton under oath testify, you know, as a witness in the House, you know, in front of one of those committees, and they would have heard from him and gotten to ask him questions. Right. And so I, uh, I agree, though. Like, I think they, I think the Republicans have more or less made up their mind from the beginning, but it at least would have been out in public and in that kind of setting instead of this, as Greg was saying, like these weird, like, leaks of his book, right. you know? Um, so It's also really gross to, like, basically take this information and say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell about it. Like for, before he said that he would comply with, with the subpoena, he would basically being like, yeah, sure, I'll tell people. You have to pay 15, 16 bucks to read it, though. We will keep monitoring the impeachment trial as it moves, as it moves forward, but this initial vote on witnesses obviously went the wrong way. Um, and, and Senator Ernst and Senator Grassley have really voted to to cover up what the president has done. And, and that is not what Iowans want. That is not what Americans want. Frankly, I think Senator Ernst should be worried about her, um, her being on the ballot this fall because uh, we hope that Iowans will remember. She's also rolling in at third most unpopular senator in their home state. Even before this. Even before this. So. And I'm sure this will not help her chances. Also, she's... Was this Monday that she did, like, the weird comments in, in where she was talking about Joe Biden in the caucuses or something? It's been 84 it's years. It's been 84 years. Yeah. But she's, it's, I, I mean, in Iowa, starting line really hit the nail on the head with their headline with this, which was, it's all just a big joke to her. And she doesn't care what's happening. It's just, it's just a means for them to keep power and not have to hold people accountable within their ranks. I think she's made a political calculation, and that's sticking with and completely defending the president is the only way she's going to keep her job. It's clearly worked. Like, she's the top-ranking woman in the Senate Republican Conference, and now, like, the darling face of the impeachment trials, or, like, the darling of the GOP. I mean, it's worked because she's not been on the ballot yet. Yeah. Speaking of someone else who doesn't get a cookie for doing the right thing and complying with, you know, the rules and norms of being a decent human being, uh, Steve Holt, uh, the current chairman of the House Judiciary Committee in the Iowa House, uh, put a stop to a really terrible, awful, no good bill that would have removed gender identity from the Iowa Civil Rights Act. This would have been the first time that a legislature would have had the opportunity to take something out of the Iowa Civil Rights Act, which I mean, sounds bonkers enough that p part of the civil rights thing is that like you get more, you don't get less. That's, that's generally been how this goes. So the, the bill was put forward by Skylar Wheeler, Sandy Salmon, Ann Osmondson, and Dean Fisher, and a host of other really uber conservative uh, House members. And it basically was introduced that morning, on Wednesday morning. And thankfully, there was such an uproar about it that the bill was dead by the end of the day when Steve Holt basically 
said like, no, this isn't going anywhere. The bill is dead. And thankfully, this means that this this will not go forward. But there are also, I think, similar minded people that are in the Senate who could pick up the pick up the torch and keep going with this, which sets an upsetting example. Greg, you have feelings about this. You know, I uh, yeah, I did a whole episode of Daily Dome also, about this bill. <laughs> I did get in a Twitter fight about it, as as I try not to do, but you know, it happens. Um, gosh, when you start taking away people's civil rights, I, I just get just can't handle it. <laughs> just can't handle myself. I spoke with uh, Damian Thompson and of uh, of Iowa Safe Schools about this, and. Uh, Senator Rob Hogue of Cedar Rapids, who's an attorney, um, about this on Daily Dome earlier this week. Uh, so y'all can check that out, and you should subscribe to Daily Dome because I'm working hard on it. Greg does <laughs> great work on Daily Dome. You should listen to it. I also think it's worth giving uh, some praise and thanks to everyone who called, emailed, and contacted their elected officials. It is sometimes disheartening to do this kind of activism and make these calls. We're encouraging, we encourage people to call Senator Ernst and Grassley about the impeachment trial and health care and all sorts of things. We encourage people to call their legislators about every issue under the sun, but it really can make a difference. Um, that uproar that happened uh, on Wednesday this week, I, I am certain contributed to um, them shutting down that bill because Representative Steve Holt is not very is the opposite of liberal or progressive and so I think if if the bill could have moved forward if it if there wasn't much of a response to it they might have tried to get away with it but everyone spoke or a lot of people spoke out enough people spoke out and made a difference and they shut it down so thank you for everyone who did that as the Iowa caucus approaches we're just days away there are not just presidential campaigns there are obviously presidential campaigns all over the state but in addition to that the state democratic party and the state republican party are determining their platform and that's something that starts at the precinct level goes to the county district and state level which is also how the delegates work but a lot of people aren't focused on the platform but that can really help determine what issues are talked about and and it's a it's a really a, a historic document i mean we talk about a lot or you hear a lot about how universal health care has been part of the democratic party's uh, platform and agenda since since I think at least the 1940s if not earlier um, and so man I wonder what happened right um, so so th these things really do matter and there's a great organization that if you don't already know about it it's Iowa Citizen Action Network headed by Sue Dinsdale um, and and they they're focused on um, on getting people to submit some platform uh, uh, or some platform planks or some resolutions that, that go into the platform and so Sue's here to talk about the work that they're doing around health care and taxes, um, two very, very important issues. So uh, Sue, we're glad to have you here and tell us about what you're doing. Sure. Well, this week we launched a, a new campaign, uh, Lower Drug Prices Now, and we've signed on several organizations. We're working with Alliance for Retired Americans, Progress Iowa, Iowa Federation of Labor, and, and lots of others. And as Matt said, we, we're taking this opportunity to 
really highlight the the uh, prescription drug crisis that we're in. And at our launch, we were um, fortunate to have several legislators from the um, Iowa House that stood with us, one being Representative Forbes, who is a pharmacist and can really speak to that issue. But I think, you know, the bottom line is we we don't want to see people die because they're rationing their medicine or because they can't afford medicine that's been around for decades. And we're sick of big pharma literally killing people. And uh, it's time to stop the tweaking and the half measures and go all in with transformative bold reforms. And the bottom line is no matter where you live, what you look like, what's in your wallet, everyone in our state and our country should be able to get affordable medicines to get healthy and take care of their families. So to that end, we have a resolution that we're asking Iowans to submit. And if you go to our website at iowacan.org, there is a link to that resolution that you can um, pull up and print off and, and take to your Republican or Democratic caucus and submit it. And it, it just basically is that we're, we want to be resolved that it's time to change the system. And we're tired of big pharma monopolies and price gouging and corporate profits over people. And uh, this can happen at every precinct around the state, right? If people go to your website, down or not download this, but see what they can submit. It's not just one precinct. You can have the same uh, uh, piece, same thing be submitted all over the place, right? And in fact, that's a great idea because the more people that submit one of these resolutions, the more likely it is to get into the district, the county, the district, and then the state party platform. And really, that is the building block of, of your party, of your Republican or Democratic party. That is what the candidates should be running on. So. And I will say, like, it, you, you would encourage probably both parties, people of both parties to do this, right? 100%. I mean, it affects everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a, a Republican or a Democrat, you're being hurt by prescription drug prices. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we talk to people that, for myself, for instance, I use an inhaler and I used to pay $10 for it. I went to get it at the pharmacy the other day, it's $50. I have in good insurance and I have a um, flexible spending account so I can account for that. But there are a lot of people that instead of taking two puffs twice a day on that inhaler would take one puff twice a day. And it damages their health and it's just not right. It's not how things should be. And we have people like Senator Ernst who takes in tons of money from Big Pharma. So we don't have her working for us. So what we're doing is we're gathering a coalition of people and we're all going to work against this and hopefully we can get some big change. Well, Sue, thank you for everything that you're doing. Um... And, and we will encourage people to go to iowacan.org to, to look at that, and, um, and we can include the link to that uh, with this episode as well. What a Week is produced by Progress Iowa as part of the Potluck Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. We are recorded, mixed, and edited by Greg Hallenstein. For more information, visit potluck.fm or find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe. Also, remember to check out IWillVote.com to find your caucus location. Remember, you must be in line at 7 p.m. if you're going to caucus. See you next week on What a Week. Thank you.